Hey, Stu, your rent's due, motherfucker. Hey, Aries, you heard about that new uh, podcast app called Anchor? I sure did, Andy. Guess what? It's time to pay some bills. If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. It's free. And they have tons of creation tools that allow you to record and edit your own podcast right from your phone or computer. Anchor will distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more. You can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. And we know you know about that money, Jew boy. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. So go download your Anchor app now for free, or you can go to anchor.fm to get started today. Can you feel it, baby? That money? Yeah. And don't be pulling that falling down the stairs shit on me, you hear? wanted the goddamn stuffing <laughs> i've been saying that for the last 48 hours non-stop you know where that's from right no what's that from uh one of the, my favorite stand-up specials dave Chappelle's equanimity when he did the joke about the uh stovetop okay with his white friend see uh i guess i have to make sure that i really explain this to you and everybody else I know you don't remember shit. I don't have recall. I don't have. Uh, like, right. uh, it, it's it's a huge problem in life. Like I remember things, but I can't remember them. Like if you say, uh, you bring up words. I like just that. wanted the goddamn yeah. stuffing. Yeah, I got to yes. get the whole reference to get it. Uh, all right. But you recall uh, whether or not you have or have not been paid by the comedy clubs at the end of the week, right? Yeah, that I'll remember. You fucking no, no you know what? No, that's not that's not true. I've actually left the clubs before. Have you? And had to go back and get my money. Yeah. Cuz you forgot your bread? Yeah. Yeah. You are a wasteful Jew. Dude, if I'm in the flow with something, if something's going on around me, I am I It's I'm I'm 80 No, no one cares about this. I'm ADHD, so I have a lot of thoughts in my head. And what means you're thinking about so many things or it can be so singular focused that you forget about everything else. So it's, mm. it, 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 it causes a lot of issues. But I, I've worked on them for 54 years. So uh, <laughs> where we are. Wow, a kite that doesn't remember his money. That's a first. Well, <laughs> it's pleasant, though, when you go to put on a pair of pants and you find some money in them. Oh, that's always a treat. Yeah, yeah, that's, that's always, especially if you find a decent amount of money. Yeah, my dad never had that issue. Like he knew where every dollar was, so it wasn't like a, he he wasn't surprised if there was money. He knew how much was in each pocket. Yeah, yeah. So, so what's cooking? Uh, you know, there's uh the world. The world's cooking a little bit right now. Are we still doing this? Are we? Is it still happening? People still marching. People are still marching every day. Uh, okay. Uh, still a little bit of uh. I don't. I don't even want to say riding uh, there, but, but 
I don't know how else to define it. There's, 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 and and the police aren't are are, are uh, aggressive, and some aren't. Uh, it's been very interesting to see how different places are handling uh, the situations going around. Well, before we go any further, to the listeners, if you haven't already seen it, because I posted it, but go check out my man. I think I might have mentioned it to you. Go check out my man at Cash Flow Harlem. That's at C A S H. F-L-W Harlem, H-A-R-L-E-M. I'm actually working with him on something, but I had to repost it. This dude put together a compilation uh, based off the song from DMX and Cisco, What These Bitches Want From A Nigga. And what he did was he, he basically rapped to every single one of the images of black people who have been killed uh, under pr- police brutality. Um... And you know he uses the, he uses the same track minus the chorus the chorus, um, but it, it's one of the and I told him it was, it's one of the most genius heartfelt creative things I'd ever seen, and I said, dude, I could, I don't think I could have done this in my wildest dreams, um, and you know yeah it's it's powerful. I told him I literally was bobbing my head. And crying at the same time. Because, you know, you know the track, what these bitches want from a nigga. Doom, 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 doom. Like, it makes you bob your head. So your natural black internal instincts are going to do what they do. But at the same time, it's just powerful because he names all these people. And at one point, I'm watching it going, damn, he ain't going to name no black women. But then he goes on a tangent of black women. And flow, it's, it's, it's fucking brilliant. So if you haven't seen it, Again, look up at Cash Flow Harlem, or you can go to my page because I, I recently posted it, so I'm sure you'll be able to find it. Yeah, is that it? Yeah, that's it. I oh. just I wanted to give him a shout out because well, it's incredible. Okay, I just thought you had some more. I you just I thought maybe you Mm-mm. cut out for a second. Okay. Mm-mm. Uh, so what's going on with you? What do you? We're, we're going out this week. Damn, you know, I thought you was going to say something about. Have you seen the piece? I I saw it. Uh, but a few days ago, when you put, didn't you post it like three days ago? Yeah, yeah, yeah. No opinion on it. Yeah, it's great. I thought you covered it though. I didn't know how much more you wanted me to say on it. <sighs> you know, every little bit of white contribution helps. So whatever, whatever salt you can sprinkle on the food Dude, always helps. My head is so deep right now in everything that's going on. Uh, right. It really is, and it, it, it's 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 all consuming. Uh, so, uh, like, I I don't have words. Like, I have again when I talked about my head, I have a jumble. I have a jump. I have so much stuff that if, I'm afraid that if I start to release, it's going to go into a, a, a way uh, that doesn't make any sense to people, but only makes sense in my head. So I'm trying to I'm trying to get my shit together. Well, here's what we'll do at the end of the podcast. I'll uh, have our guy Steve, uh, the guy behind the curtain. Play the track. I'll send it to him. Okay. And I'll have him play the track that to great. lead us out. You know what I mean? Because people, and you know, listen, you'll hear it and you'll go, wow. But it, but it really when visually, it. Yeah. when you see it, and, and it's just every, every person he names, it's a quick shot of their face. So it's just a collage of these ongoing faces made a rest in peace. But the visual helps. Not that you need it, 
but it just adds a layer of it. It, 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 it makes you have a connection. Uh, I automatically have a connection just because of my melanin, but it's still to put a face with the names. It just makes it better. Um, speaking of which, uh, did you see the footage of the two Buffalo police officers that shoved the white old man yeah. to the ground? Yeah. Um, here's what's, what's mind blowing. Even with all that's going on, still, yeah. like at no point do the cops go, you know what, let's take a day off. No. Even if we're not necessarily, well, then you are. But you, you just don't go, wow, the world's on fire. This thing has gone global. It's not just people here in the U.S. And every, every city, major state within the United States is participating in this protest. But this is going across the water. Let's take a day off. If I'm an asshole cop, let's take a day off. But there's no day off. No. You're still pushing people? Because people, you know, when you put a badge and a gun and, and you put the uniform on a cop, he's still the person inside that uniform. So even all this going on, if you're an asshole and you're a cop, you're going to be an asshole cop. No matter what day it is. If you're a good person and you're a good cop, you'll be, if you're a good person, you can be a good cop. You can be a good cop. But if you're an asshole, you're going to be an asshole. If you're a racist, you're going to be a racist cop. Whatever you are before you put on the uniform, that's who you are. That's insane. And I mean, you know, uh, when I first saw the footage, when the old man hit the ground, I didn't really see it at first, but, you know, you can see how he's bleeding. But I thought it was because he split his head open. But I was watching the news today, and they said that was blood coming out of his ear. Out of his ear. And, and you know so what? when you get old, if you get punched in the mouth, blood just come out your toes. <laughs> but, but did you hear Trump's uh, talk about that? Of course. Of yeah, course. He, he, he basically said that old man flopped, is what he said. He basically said Jesus. the cop was going to the hole. The cop was going to the hole. And uh, that white dude went for an offensive foul, and he flopped. That's what Trump basically said. Jesus. Like you just said it. Even he don't take a day off. No. He doubles down. Because you are who you are. Doesn't make a difference he, what you're wearing. Wow. Doesn't make a I'm difference. I'm going to double down on being an asshole. Yeah. Oh, my God. It doesn't make a difference what position you're in. Doesn't make a difference uh, what, what uniform you're wearing. If you're an asshole, you're an asshole. If you're a racist, you're a racist. It, it, those things come, come through no matter what. You can't hide them. You can only hide them for so long. Wow. So I mean, I even saw uh, another piece of footage where there was this protest and a bunch of cops with batons, and this one fat cop took the baton, and he, I mean, he whacked the shit out this white girl. Um, he split her head. He did split her head. Oh, you, uh, you, you talking about the same clip? Yep. And the, the one okay. the, with the cops got there was. Oh, I'm gonna let you tell the story because I think yeah, yeah, and, and and he was released, and there was a throng of cops clapping and supporting him. Yep. Are we talking about the same dude? Uh, yep. No, I, I think it, yeah, yeah, he is the one. Yep. He had on a blue shirt. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. And they were walking out. He's the one that took that. Uh, uh, I, I don't know if it's. I don't know if he used a baton or if he used that uh, stick that you kind of flick. Either or. Yeah. Either or. But he split her head. And, and 
It's equal force. You're supposed to be met. Now, she grabbed him, but you're supposed to be met with equal force. Not, uh, she, she tried to grab his arm to get him away. You see her grab the arm. I don't care about that. If you want to move her, if you want to push her back, if you want to grab her arm, that's your right at that point. You're allowed to meet with equal force. That baton was not equal force. We, we know that. I'm not even talking about the baton. You're talking about the police it, afterwards. It's scary. Dude, that's so scary that it's just like between a system, a brotherhood, a union, this is what they do. And, and to be in full-fledged support of that and applaud that are the cops, neighbors, just racist white people. That's that's scary, man. Yeah. Okay, but I'm, I'm not taking the side of the cops on this at all. But the uh, the brotherhood that you speak of. I mean, the idea that they. Okay, now this is structurally an idea of what I'm going to say right now. Not that I believe in exactly what I'm saying right now. But if you are on a team, and you know that team, sometimes they go out and through. Not being let, let's let's take away whether who they are, just the, the entity of the police. And sometimes some of those people don't come home. And that's where the brotherhood is formed, because you're, you're working together and you know that you have a dangerous job. But that scene makes the job even more dangerous for the police, because now you can't. How do you trust people that you see? Applaud. One of their brothers that actually beat the people that they're supposed to be protecting. You know, one of my favorite movies, uh, Mississippi Burning. And I remember in the when Sheriff Stuckey, um, at one point, uh, Willem Dafoe and um, Gene Hackman's character, for the first time they interview Sheriff Stuckey's deputy. And I remember when the interview was over and he came out, Sheriff Stuckey says to him, with such extreme passion, don't you worry about a goddamn thing. And it just, the fact that that attitude, some, what was that, 1960-something? That was pretty, yeah. It was, it was, the fact that that is just still prevalent today, that the cops, don't you worry about a goddamn thing. I, that, that's just, uh, that, that's insane. But see, this is where this is where it makes it so bad is because I believe there are good cops out there because, like I said, you are who you are before you put on the uniform. And I believe there are good cops out there. And I, I would even say that there's probably a majority of the cops want to. Let, do me, well. let me stop you right now, because here's my question to you. As I've heard and as, and it's, been, as it's been said, if you're a good cop and you don't expose the bad ones. You're just as guilty. You're just as bad. So do you still believe that? I, I didn't get to finish, but yeah. I've all, oh, okay, I, I, I just wanted to, yeah. no, I wanted to put that in your head yeah. before you finish. Yeah, no. Right. I've always said that about the bad apple thing that they always say, but the, 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 the quote is, a bad apple, one bad apple spoils the bushel or spoils the barrel or however you say the quote. The and bunch. The bunch. Uh, and that's true because if you're not speaking out, you're creating – the barrel that you live in that makes you also a bad apple. But let's see, we could take that. I want to take that further right now, but I can't with what we're talking about. Um, so 
do I say that that person was a good person? Yeah, but are they are they being led and because their character isn't strong enough to break free of that? Is that a problem? It is. But I also said this too. They depend on that brotherhood to be protected when they go into areas where they are under fire. And that isn't that is another issue of the brotherhood. I'm not I'm not giving anybody a pass. I mean, I think the system It sounds a little bit like nah, y'all. I, if we want to get into defunding, I'm, uh, I'm just I'm just I'm just saying when when you go but this is the same brotherhood who's going to protect you, it's almost like you're you're leaving the door open for since they're going to protect you and you have to depend on them, like there's a clause. No, it's not. It's the clause. It's like if I turn on this guy, is he going to be there? Does he have my back when I'm in fire? If you were in the, if you were in the military, uh, I use this as an example, and it's not a good example because I wasn't in the military. So I probably shouldn't use this, but it's the only thing I can use because I can say it from movies. And you're, uh, you're in battle, and you see someone who definitely violates someone else, but you need them to get back to where you need to go. Do you turn on them right then? Do you turn them in when you get there? When do you turn them in? I have to I have to interject this because we were going to talk about this on the podcast, but we never got around to it. But I just want to say, based on what you just said, folks, if you don't know, one of my favorite movies of all time, Casualties of War. Yeah. With directed by Brian De Palma, Michael J. Fox, John Leguizamo, Sean Penn. Uh, John C. Riley. You talk about and just cliff notes. Uh, John C. Riley, uh, fucking John Leguizamo, hesitatingly so. But Sean Penn, I forget the one other soldier's name. They basically take a Vietnamese girl hostage, and at one point decide to gang rape her. And Michael J. Fox has made up in his mind he wants no part of that. Even John Leguizamo, prior to the rape, was saying he wanted no part of it. But the pressure put on by Riley, Sean Penn, and this other guy who plays a great asshole makes him do it. Um, So it's what you just said. We're a brotherhood. I need you to protect me. If I don't do this, will you protect me? And the fact that um, Michael J. Fox stood his ground... Beyond commendable. So I wish more op- officers would do that. Okay, but when you say that, let's go to the movie that you talked about because this is good. This is this will this is the problem with the police force force that's out today enforcing the law. Michael uh, Michael J. Fox in that because we don't remember anybody's names. I don't remember anybody's names that's in the movie. I remember the actors. So it's Michael J. Fox, and they go in and they take they they basically kidnap the Vietnamese girl, right? Yep. That was the moment. That was the only moment that he had, that he could have stopped it and turned them in where he would have been somewhat safe. He let that go, and that's what put him in jeopardy, and that's what caused people like John Leguizamo in that scene, who was against it but went with it because he was in a position where it was his safety that he put he prioritized. It's in the beginning, and the problem with policing is this has been, and this is what the problem is, handed down from generations of policing. This is not you can't you can't basically say something about someone without saying something about everyone. And that's why when we talk about defunding, I'm for defunding and people have to understand that defunding doesn't mean eliminating the police force, but 
if you have a police force that is does and from what we're finding is that maybe many many or all i'm not going to say all because that's a tough one to prove uh but a general amount of bad police forces then you have to tear them down and start over and it's proven to it can be done it can be done and it needs to be done defunding though is not about eliminating the police force it's about eliminating some of the money because the police admit that they're overworked and they aren't trained to do a lot of the stuff that they do and that's where a lot of these problems come and going back before we go any further i want to say this the brotherhood problem is is so deep think about the movie serpico he wasn't he wasn't they didn't shoot him and let that happen because he turned people in it's because he didn't take the money and they didn't trust him so it's deeper than even speaking out well yeah that was that that was the same thing about american gangster remember uh the cops didn't trust right uh russell crowe right because he wouldn't take the money and that's why they wanted in in the movie you were just talking about they wanted michael j fox uh to fuck her because if he didn't then they wouldn't trust him and that was the problem. They didn't trust him after that. So he was done no matter what at that point. You know, I, I, have, to, I have to say that if your goal and your dreams to be a cop, whether because it ran in your family and you want to uphold tradition or you have a passion for it. And I'd like to think that most people that do what they do, if you choose to do that, you have a passion for that and a real love for it. Yeah, a lot of them just want to slam a nigga's head through a plate glass window. That being said, I'm just going, how do you go, I want to do this job because I have a love and a respect for the job, but then be a hypocrite and go, even though I ain't going to do foul shit to black people because I'm in a brotherhood, a fraternity, I'm going to look the other way. If, if you're going into this with a passion and a love to not, as they would say in sports, cheat the game, you don't want to cheat the game. Then why are you going into it if you're going to cheat the game? Okay, let, let's let's. I don't want to. I don't want to get too deep into this because it's on the psyche of people. But I would say, and I wait before I even say this. I know some cops. I know some retired cops. I know some people that I knew them before they became cops. I knew what their makeup was, and I and I saw why they became cops. I saw who they were, not necessarily in, in any kind of uh, not I'm not speaking in a racist way or in a bad, I'm just their law and order personality, the way that we do things, black or white, very rigid way of thinking. I see those guys. I know some of those guys. I get why they do what they do. And I'm not saying that they know that's what it's going to be, but it is it, that is what it is. But here's the thing. I think a lot of cops are bad guys that don't want to get in trouble. Because they're gangsters, fuck as well. They do fucking bullshit stuff, but they want to be on the quote right side of doing wrong shit. Right. So you're saying that you think that inherently they're bad guys. They just want to be protected. Yeah, I think there is quite a few of those people that are on the police force. Yeah, a lot of them just want to slam a nigga's head through a plate glass window. Right. And when you speak to politics and you speak to racism. If you were a KKK member and the KKK fell out of fashion and you were living in the South and you still wanted to maintain your power structure, where would you go? Dude, I'm glad you mentioned that, but fuck me because now I got ADD. I don't know if you know this movie. I recently watched it. I can't think of the name of it. It's based on a true story. But starring in the movie was Taraji P. Henson and Sam Rockwell. 
And the story was basically Sam Rockwell was a, he wasn't in the KKK, but he associated with or knew a lot of KKK members. And he was like one of the people on the school board who was responsible for making certain decisions. And Taraji P. Henson's character was also on the school board for making certain decisions. And the two had to battle each other. Long story short, uh, towards the end of the movie, he ended up seeing that she was right and how horrible the KKK was. And he ended up, during a, a major school vote, siding with her for the sake of black children getting the proper education and basically saying, fuck the KKK. And, uh, you know, it costs him his, his livelihood. But the two of them forged a friendship to the day they died. I cannot remember the name of this movie. It's a great fucking movie. Taraji P. Henson and Sam Rockwell, based on a true story. Great fucking movie. Um, I watched, uh, because we're talking about movies a little bit here, and I know that we get... Uh, I know that we've gotten some emails that would like us to be a little bit more fun, but since we're talking about this, I, I don't know how to make it really fun. We will try to in, in, put some fun in it, but we're talking about movies, so I'll take it in that direction. Uh, I saw that movie, and I'm going to forget the name of it again, with uh, Michael B. Jordan and uh, and uh, Jamie Foxx. Just Mercy. Thank you. dude. I you wanna... know, you can always depend on me yes. to, to know... All the black shit. I got it. Uh, which, if anybody is uneducated about, as Aries just put it, black shit, all you have to do is go to any of your cable channels right now, and it is like uh, the Ooh. plethora. Uh, the money don't stop, baby. Dude, every I, I saw it on iTunes, Amazon, Netflix. Somebody white went, let's capitalize on this black death. Uh, yeah, every channel is BET. Yes. Right now. Right now. Yes. And, and Uh-oh. The niggas are excited. Roll out the movies. Uh, they got a captive audience. So if you're at home, you can find plenty of stuff. But this, I, I know the movie just, it, it came out recently. And I had I wanted to see it. And it, I saw that it was on last night. And I, I put that, it, it, was a hard, it was a hard night to watch that movie. I got to be really honest. Just Mercy? Yeah. Yeah, I got to be honest. I have yet to see it. Dude. I'm going to be real. I cried, man. I cried at the end of the movie. And and, I, and I'm not saying that to get any sympathy points. I'm, I'm just saying I generally, I tear up at movies, even Rudy, even the movie Rudy, when he overcomes his uh, his size and he gets to play in the football game. I, I tear up. I tear up. But I actually cried. And uh, it, it, it just, it, 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 I didn't cry because the just because of the movie. I cried because of the time that we're in right now. And that movie represented uh, is 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 a is a slice of every decade that has happened to black folks with policing and with with with, the, with our justice system. And if you watch that movie and you don't, you're not affected at all. I, I don't I don't understand you. The name of the movie was called "The Best of Enemies." I got my iPad in my lap and I had to look it up real quick. It's called "The Best of Enemies." With Taraji, Taraji P. Henson and Sam Rockwell. If you have not seen that movie, take a look at it. It's fucking amazing. And the most, I guess, inspiring thing you can get from that 
is that people possess the ability to change. If you can turn a motherfucking redneck KKK motherfucker into somebody loving, then shit, there it is. Um, well, that would bring me to something else if we were moving away from that before I wanted to. I would like to say the movie that I saw again, uh, what's the name of it that you just told me the name of it? The movie I saw? Uh, Killer Hunkies. <laughs> just mercy, just, just mercy. mercy. Thank you. Uh, you know what was nice about the movie to me too that I thought was kind of interesting? They actually made a movie where they didn't make the white dude like this uh, legendary... The savior? Yeah. Even the right. white chick that's in it, they give her a very minor part uh, and she's an assistant in it, which I was like, finally. Yeah, that's a movie. Yeah, it did. we didn't have to have this award-winning movie for White Grace. Um, I, want, I want to throw something at you uh, that Ice Cube uh, posted. Um, and then I want to get your opinion on it. Uh, there was another one somebody posted that had a lot more of the food chains. Um, but but here we go. Uh, this is Ice Cube. Here is a very inexhaustive list of companies that have benefited in the past or continue to benefit from prison labor. Microsoft, McDonald's, Walmart, JCPenney, Motorola, Compaq, Honeywell, Boeing, Revlon, Starbucks, Whole Foods, Chevron, BP, Victoria's, Victoria's Secret, Eddie Bauer, American Airlines, Lockheed Martin, Raytheon. Now, some of the food places, Papa John's, Wendy's, amongst others. Here's my question. We know this now. Whether we know it because we already knew it or because Ice Cube put us up on game. Do you realistically think that black people will stop using these products, boycott these products, and say, all of a sudden, cold turkey, to hell with this? Now, here's, here's, the, here's, the, here's what we preach. The black dollar has a lot. And you talk about money all the time. All the time. The, the black dollar has a lot of value. If you took black people's money away from these products, they would hurt in a major way. So to get our point across and achieve our goals, we should say fuck them. Here's my opinion. I don't think that's realistic. Because like anything else, when you know what you know, you get comfortable. When you like what you like and you've grown accustomed to, it becomes habit. Can we have it both ways? Can we have it where black men aren't dying at the hands of crooked police or these companies aren't supporting a racist, sexist, narcissist president like Trump or because prisons are making money off, off us literally. Can we, can we refrain from fucking with this shit to serve our cause while at the same time not feeding into our natural desires to want to do what we know? Cause dog, I love me a triple cheese from Wendy's. It's one of my weaknesses. A triple cheese with bacon. Can I stay away from that so niggas don't? You know what I mean? You, do you want the Caucasian explanation? I want them all. <laughs> uh, nah, I don't think people are going to stay a- away from those businesses. 
and I, think- I we, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Me and you, we go on the road. We, we, flying is what we do. I have over a million miles with American Airlines. I fly them mostly when I'm supposed to do. Well, Stop. No, but I, I think there's another way to look at it. I don't think you have, I don't think stopping uh, and just boycotting uh, people that have, who benefited from the prison system because a lot of people benefited from the prison system. The, the, the thing that needs to happen is those people need to put pressure on changing the way the prison system works. People, nonviolent criminals should not be in prison becoming violent criminals. People who've been on, uh, who were arrested on weed charges because on a war, a, a supposed war on drugs should not be in prison. People who, uh, who uh, of color should be getting the same, who, who got harder str- str- sentences because they are of, of, of color and they get a different sentence than a white dude. They should not have those sentences. We have to reform that whole system, the justice system and, and the prison system. But if you just to stop using them doesn't make sense. Use them to get the change that you want. Demand change. Because let's look at this. Only four CEOs are black of Fortune 500 companies. But how do you accomplish what you just said without boycotting them? You, uh, they, they, that gives them no incentive to change. This is where Karens become important. You have Karens. To, Karens. You need letter writing campaigns. You need to put pressure through social media on these companies. There's a lot of things you could do because these companies want you to say that you support them or they're making changes. That's why everybody on uh, Instagram came out with, we're donating this amount of money. We're doing this. This, is, this isn't, uh, they're not doing it just for the goodness of their heart. They're trying to save their, uh, their brand. Some some are some are. Let me give you this one. Let me give you this one. Just for for instance, some are some some are doing it out of the goodness of their heart. Some are doing it out of the right reasons. I'll give you one. I'll give you one right now. But this is important that you need to do. We need to do research. And I I have a list of people, uh, a black owned business list that you can go through for any city. You can put them in whatever city you were, and you'll get some information. But let me give you a couple things that I think could be done. Uh, one, uh, and when I and I'm I'm speaking this because I know this. Uh, there's two, there's two major, uh, home improvement companies out there. One's Home Depot and one's Lowe's. Uh, I don't know how many years ago, approximately three to five years ago, uh, there was three people in line to become the new CEO of Lowe's, two white dudes and a black dude, all very qualified. One that had the inside track who was actually, I don't, from what I've read, it seemed like he was, he would have been the right pick and he ended up going to. J.C. Penney's. He didn't get the. He didn't get the promotion. He ended up going to J.C. Penney's, which is on your list of people to boycott. But they actually hired a black CEO. He stayed there for I think it was two years, and now he is the CEO of Lowe's. He's back in the business that he was great at. He's at Lowe's, and they donated a hundred million dollars over the next I, I forgot how many years uh, to, to, uh, social change charities. Uh, I don't know exactly which ones they are. I read this and like I said, I don't remember everything that's, and, and his name is Martin and I'm going to forget his last name. He's the CEO of Lowe's. On the other hand, we know that there's multiple guys that are over it who founded home Depot. And one of them is don- donated $7 million to Trump's campaign. So I'm not saying um, that he's a bad guy because he donated $7 million to Trump's campaign. I'm saying if you want your dollar to do something, to affect something differently, 
then go shop at Lowe's. Or, and this is even a bigger part of this, you have to affect your community. So support your local businesses. Support the people that you know that are doing business in your area that are local and small that are putting money into your community. When we go out on the road and we go eat, we go to a lot of different restaurants. We don't go to chain restaurants unless it's late at night when that's all that's open. We try to partake in what is being, where money is going back into the community that we're in. That's important. Small business supporting your local people. It's not necessarily about even boycotting. It's about putting money where you know it's effective and it's effective in your community. No, I hear that. Again, I'm just going in terms of putting your money where your mouth is for all the black people that go, yeah, boycott Sal's Pizza, boycott. You know, fuck this company or that company because they support Trump or, 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 you know, big business for them through the prison system. How many of y'all are really going to do that? And, and I'd love to hear from some, from some of my people through email. Now that you know this, now that it's been presented to you, how many are, are y'all really going to do that? How many of y'all are going to really put your money where your mouth is, knowing when you're hungry, your mouth wants a Wendy's triple with cheese? I, I think how I'm, many of y'all gonna not go to Walmart knowing Walmart is near your house and if they got a sale or it's affordable for you, what you gonna do? Go out of your way to find the black business? Well uh yeah, if it's if you make it convenient for people, they should. Because everybody has a cell phone. Not everybody, most people have a cell phone where they can Google anything on there. And that is it's it's very easy to support who you want to support right now and not support who you don't. But with these bigger businesses, and because they make money off the prison system, doesn't mean they're not donating money or doing something on the other side. A lot of these people play both sides of the fence because they're not trying to be political. They just know that we're in an arena where it's going to be made political. They're in business to make money. You know, it's funny. Uh, I caught a couple of people who would say to me or try to make me feel bad because they go, dude, even in the face of this tragedy, it's DM me for the podcast link. I mean, well, shit, business still has to go on, you know, just because I'm sitting here plugging the podcast during this situation. What does that mean? And I'm a black owned. Well, yeah, yeah. I have black owned business. <laughs> so look at it like that and support I, me, brothers. I'm half Mexican. So it's 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 a it's a minority owned business. Yeah, shit. The money don't stop, nigga. Um. Big shout out to my man, who I'm proud of, for all the flack he's caught in past years. You know where I'm going with this? No. Oh, yeah, yeah. I do know who you're going What time is it? Game time. Who? Yeah. $100 million. And here's my thing. First of all, better late than never. He could have chosen to do nothing. But he did. And I- did he do it? And did he? And oh, boy, did he do it. A hundred million. And listen, for some of you people out there, and I, maybe this might be me Jordan dick riding, because you know how I feel about number 23. But, you know, listen, when he was playing, should he have been more I'm taking a stance guy? I don't know. That's up for debate. But he might not have also become the CEO and who he is had he done that. And now that he is that, 
Big picture, we got a hundred million later when we could have got a lot less sooner. I can't argue with that. Dude, you have he he kept the door open, propped open, and let a lot of got a lot of people through that door. I sometimes you gotta know the lane that's gonna work the best, not just for you, but for everyone. What'd he do for us? What'd he do for us? Michael Jordan, Barack Obama. I feel like Chris Rock. What'd he do for us? Well, the fuck out of here, man. I'm also going to say this too. When you get on that plane and you get, when we go on airplane rides, the first thing that they say to you is that overhead mask should drop from the overhead compartment, that you put your mask on your nose and mouth first before you go to help others. What that's about is, is you have to be strong so that you can go take care of others. If you go try to put a mask on somebody before you are uh, breathing correctly, you may pass out before you get the mask on them and both of you are done. Jordan, I really truly believe with his brand, built a company, a culture that allows multitudes of people to make and profit from what he's, from the Man, that ain't enough. That ain't enough. What he do for us though? What he do for us? He did that shit for himself. Fuck him being an entrepreneur and one of the top businessmen, moguls worth billions. How many niggas is worth billions that he now fucking made a clinic or, or a little whatever healthcare center in North Carolina where a lot of black people live and a hundred million dollars to the car. Man, what do he do for us? You niggas are hilarious. <laughs> I did not. I just, it's like black people. What the fuck? So, uh, if you're worried about what uh, Jordan hasn't done for you, why don't we talk about uh, Drew Brees for a second and ask... Oh, your boy. What's up with your boy? The Caucasian explanation? What's up with your boy? <laughs> Listen, uh, I... I, 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 t- I got to tell you a story really quick. That I think I, I want to try to tell it really quick. So, um, I saw what Drew Brees said. And I saw, I saw the clip of his speaking, you know, and I was like, man, he didn't say he wouldn't. He just said he, okay, go ahead. I just want to ask you before you go ahead, do go it. Ahead. Do you believe his apology was sincere or do you believe it came from, oh my God, I got to play with these niggas. They might not block for me and I get slaughtered. I mean, he could be, for, for honestly, for that, he could be done. He, I mean, he doesn't have to play another year. He's coming back for another year. He could have been stunned. He could have walked away and just said nothing. He could have just walked away. But here's my problem, and here's where everybody – and you tell me I never lead with the right foot, and I'm going to lead wrong again. I'm going to lead wrong again. So if you, want, if you want to listen to the whole thing so you can get it, that's fine. If you don't, I, I can't. I'm going to lead wrong again. I don't think he de- necessarily owed an apology. He owed an explanation. And I'm going to tell you why. Ex- explain that to me. Because – uh, if you look at pictures in the past, he d- he did take an E. He did take an E with his team uh, to show solidarity, whatever. That's not that important. Anybody can do that. And what that's, I mean, it is important, but it's not. That doesn't define who he is. When he said when they when he was confronted with that, a reporter asking him that question, it wasn't about we were talking about uh, we weren't talking about George Floyd. We weren't talking about the situation. He asked about specifically, would you take a knee and. Immediately to his, to what he said was, and correct me if I'm wrong, because I saw only the one clip, but he said, 
that he believes it's wrong to disrespect. He didn't say anything about saying it's wrong to disrespect the flag. That's what he said, and then he went through his whole history. But this was never about the flag. What that's what he that's the apology that he should have made, is that he's that he's letting people like Trump or the Republican agenda hijack that part. But here's what he why I said the explanation would have been. I would have said when I was speaking, I was speaking about how I feel. I was speaking my truth that I feel it's this way, and I feel like I, I, I myself. I'm disrespecting the flag when I take that knee. I, but then he could have said, but I understand the, the plight of what this nation has caused, and I will take a knee, or, because he's done it before. But, but you can't say, I, I, I because don't want to take speak- that. But listen, you can't say, I don't want to do it because I feel like it's disrespecting the flag, when again, it's never been about that. Because what you're saying now is, for the people that take the knee, that's what they're doing. No. And the whole point of us is that has nothing to do with it. And I agree with that wholeheartedly. And that's how he could have rectified it by saying that's how I felt about I feel about it, but I understand the meaning of it, or now I get the meaning of it, or I never saw it from that point of view, or I was speaking from my heart about how I feel as uh, and my my father or grand whatever fighting in the black people fought in the war too and there's for the rights so other black people could take that knee that's what he missed and this is why it does make me mad I'm not on his side with this I'm just saying I don't think he should be thrown away or canceled because he he doesn't he didn't get it or he wasn't on board right away and saying that is how I felt that day now I want to tell you the story that happened to me really quick and why everything I just said I could throw out the window. I saw someone make a comment online, someone I know personally. And I felt like they were asking a question because they said, why, when we question this, do people come at us and want to cancel us? And so I was, I wrote something out to explain it to them. And then I said, I shouldn't have to explain this. And so I stopped. And then I thought, you know what? But if this person's actually reaching out saying, I don't understand, I thought, you know what? I'm not going to pile on or go on. I'm going to go, I'm going to send them a message because I don't have their number. I just, someone I know. I'm going to send him a message on that same platform and say, hey, man, um, I get you're asking a question. If you want to talk about it, I'd love to, I would love to discuss it with you. Basically, that's what I said. I got back a message a few minutes later, not a few minutes, an hour, whatever. And uh, it said, uh, the fact that I posted this basically on, your, on, on this open platform and you're coming at me behind, if you're sending me messages behind that, you... Uh, that's fishy as fuck, and I don't know what your agenda is. So I text him back. I thought we were friends, and when I say friends, I mean it in that friendship way that you're not friends, friends, but that you know them and you thought they were all right people. And I thought we were friends. Uh, I apologize if you felt that was uh, um, fishy. I'm done. You know, basically, I'm done. That's you. You go on and do do what you need to do, and they just text back, okay, with an explanation point. So what I realized from that is, you're either on board or you're not on board. There's a situation. Uh, there's a time. Let me rephrase that. There's a there's a there's a time and a place where you can actually help out people, but this isn't the time or place. You either on board, you're not on board, or you ask the question the right way. I can't help you figure this out. If you haven't figured it out by now, I don't know how to go back and pull you up to fit so that you can understand what's happening. 
Um, so what I just said about Drew Brees, that's how I felt at that moment. I don't think he should be canceled. I think he could figure it out. I think that he's never done anything, I, as far as I know in the past, that makes him uh, not uh, a person that would understand it. But I don't have to. I don't. I understand now why there's no time because as soon as you take time out for someone, they show you who they are for real. Listen, um, we could speculate all day, and I don't really know. None of us really know what's in a person's heart and what they mean or don't mean. And when they say something and the and then recant it or issue an apology, again, it's speculation. We don't know where this apology is coming from. Do you really feel this way? Are you really heartfelt? Are you really sorry? Or are you just trying to save your ass? That being said, my thing is this. I don't want to slam white people and at the same time say, but you got to be willing to listen. You got to be willing to understand. I can only slam you if you run in your mouth and you're not taking the time to listen or understand. So the fact that he came with the apology, he said it the way he said it, he used the words, I did not know. So I, in that case, I will give him the benefit of the doubt. I have argued with so many people on Instagram, white people who are unwilling to listen and who run their fucking mouth. And that's the people I have a problem with because you're not even trying to understand. You just want to defend your position and be right. Well, okay. Let me, let me finish. I want to finish this on Drew Brees because I said he didn't, the, the apology is what I felt came off as disingenuous. Because if he would have said, I'm speaking to my truth about how I felt about the flag, I wasn't asked in the context of everything that was going on. I shouldn't have spoke that way. That's where the apology could have came. I shouldn't have spoke that way without understanding the situation or the gravity of what I'm talking about. Then I would have taken that apology a little bit more. You probably give him more of a pass than I am right now on this because he should have spoke a different way. I, I don't think the apology was in the right place. That was that, that's my and I don't think he meant it. I don't think his and this is my problem with most white people that apologize for shit, they're not apologizing uh, from their heart. They're apologizing from their brain, like how this affected them, how this is going to affect them. And maybe they feel that way in their heart, but they're not leading with that part of it. That's what's bothering me. I'm gonna, I got to tell you this, this that happened to me, and you just said uh, white people just want to be right. I'm going to tell you, I want to tell you this because this, uh, it speaks to the fr fragility of white people listening. Because it's hard for white people to listen. It's hard because if you listen and you know the truth, then you're responsible for everything you haven't done. <clears throat> okay. So, but let me just explain what happened. I was reading a post that I was. Talking I, I like that for what you haven't done. Go ahead. Yeah. People responsibility. You could uh, listen. I, I like that. You liked it. We'll move on. So here's, uh, here's what I saw. I, I saw a post and I liked it. And, uh, I liked the post and I thought it was really well done and it spoke to some, it spoke to truth. And I went on the thing to read some of the, the, the whole thing. And then the next thing that I saw in there was the first comment. And, uh, I asked this guy if I could, uh, if I could quote him, he didn't get back to me. So I'm not going to say who it was, but he, he put on there white people are scum. And I got just flat out white people are scum, big, uh, capital letters. He yelled it out. And I'm going to tell you, 
I was take I I I I it jolted me. It did. It jolted me. I stepped back in a way and I went, white people are scum. Oh, that's a hell of a fucking statement to make. That and, felt like a frustration foul, but go ahead. Uh and I was like, that I, I can't why would you and then I kind of read some of the other comments and I saw some more like agree hundred percent. And I, and I saw other people saying, no, don't look, you can't look at that. That's And you know, and then I read the whole thing and it, it stayed in my head. It stayed in my head. Cause I was thinking, why, well, you know, this is, are, are we at that point where it's just white and black, you know? And I, and I, and it, it, it hurt, it affected me. Like it hurt me in my, my feelings. And then later that day, I watched that chick from Phoenix, Arizona, the one that, the city that I'm from, the the city that I lived in before I came, Phoenix, Arizona. It was a Shell station, and I don't know if you saw the video where there's this white lady yelling at what appears uh, to be a person of, uh, of either Hispanic or uh, Native American descent, the First Nation descent. So uh, she's yelling, and this other dude is taking a, a picture of it, and she's yelling at her, and she tells her to go back home, go do the, you know, all this other shit. Yeah, I just saw that. Okay. Yeah. And immediately in my head, I went, "White people are scum." And the reason I was able to to do that is because it was in my head at the time, and I and and without emotion, with just my heart, I said that because. I watched what a white person was doing. Now, does that mean all white people are scum? If I of course said, not. Right. And our fragility is what makes, makes that happen. Here's, here's, what, here's what has happened because political correctness is out of control. We have gotten to a point where we are totally denouncing what comes naturally. Like breathing, laughing, emotions it's natural where you take those emotions once you're not emotional determines who you really are when we get caught up in emotion we say things that don't mean that's how we really feel and people will go well if you're not that way you shouldn't say that because it's wrong yeah we know it's wrong but we do what we do because as human beings it's just it's a trigger it's an instinct. It just happens. I, I, I can't say enough. I love my people. I love my people. As much as black people, all the shit that we've gone through, the hardships, the fucked up shit, the disadvantages. If God said to me tomorrow, all right, you're going to come back in this life. Only you get a choice to come back black or white. Which race would you choose? I would pick black every single time, twice on Sunday. I love my people, but there are times when I look at the news and I pick up a paper and I see some of the shit that we do, the niggardry, the niggardom, the niggardness, and I instinctively as a black dude get, go, these niggas, I say that to myself, motherfucker, these niggas, that being said, Chris Rock's joke. I love black people. I hate niggas. There really is a difference. And while I love every ounce of contribution and beauty and everything that we bring to the table, creatively, artistically, intellectually, it's, black culture is a rich culture. 
It's I love it. But there are times when my people do shit to make me go, these niggas. And I'm black. So if I'm saying it, you know a white person says it. Does that make Oh God. Does that make them horrible? Yeah. I can't say I can't say no. <laughs> I can't say no. Because when I say it, it's still coming from a place of brotherhood. Like if I could pull them same black people aside and go, hey bruh, what you doing, man? Sister, come on, come on, come on, come on, come on, come on, come on. Yeah, come on with the bullshit. Now, because they niggas, they might not get it. It might not translate because it's a mentality. It's an attitude. It's a come up. It's how you were brought up. It's a different way of thinking. So the black in me to black on black, I want to reach out to you, pull your coattail and go, come on, brother. Come on, sister. That don't mean you're going to get it because you're a nigga. So I might just be on a plane that's not on your level. So there we go. Now, if a white person goes, these niggas, it's not coming from an enduring place at all. It's coming from one place. But that's very different from what a Drew Brees said. And I'll allow you, again, I'll allow you that room to fuck up if you're willing to get it right. But if you're not willing to get it right and you fucking up, well, then you fucking up by design. Yeah, well, and what you're saying, too, when a white person... And I'm only saying that to say, not to cut you off, but I'm only saying it to say, when you go... Damn, white people are scum. You're, you're witnessing something horrible. And because you're not a piece of scum, you view it as these niggas. What's your version? Yeah, I, I, you know you, what I'm saying? Yeah, you're exactly right. I was going to agree with that. And the other reason why, even though you and you, you, you kind of led up to it where you go, why can't it? And there's going to be white people that hear that and hear what I just said. And we're just agreed with the scum mark, uh, remark. And then why can't I? And I'll tell you why the reason what's different when a white person uh, uses any derogatory language because we we or our our lack of mel- of, uh, of of color did it to them. That word is what we have instilled. Like we 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 sent that out in an evil way. That's why we're not. That's that's the difference. It was done to to black folks. This white people have done this. To also, when I say black people, when I saw that white dude do it, and that, that white chick, and I said, she's, I said, white people are scum. It's because, again, it was taking the power and it was using it against another person. And if you have that power, you can't use it against other people that way. But you can be scum. And I saw scum. And it, 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 it really took me back to like, look, and, and, and to Chris Rock's joke and what you just said. You really have to jar the white idea philosophy mental uh way that we walk through this world to get us to see it that way because it's like i said being white in america being white in the world and this i will uh, being white in this world is just something you do it's not something you work at <laughs> it's, it's considered normal yeah so that's why you can't use words to defame, to power. But you can't take that power and do it that way. Listen, listen, listen. Uh, I had sent out the post, and we talked about it on the podcast, where the white woman in Seattle was looting. And the newscaster said, 
Yeah. I hope she oh works my God. there. Hope she works there. Gave her the benefit of the doubt. And that infuriated me to the point where I went, and I even said it in my caption within the post. I have to choose my words wisely. I do not want white people to think that I mean all white people. But this is one of those moments where political correctness almost goes out the window because I'm so infuriated that I have to say this. And I'm trying to, you know, preface it first with love. But what the fuck is it about you people? And that's such a racist thing to say. Where you just give each other the benefit of the doubt. The same way you, you unlike you give niggas, you, 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 you protect each other. You're, 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 you're hypocrites. It, it, like, what the f- That's a moment of pure, I'm upset. I don't mean it that way. But I'm going, what the fuck is wrong with y'all? So many of you do this. And it drives us crazy. It's, it's hard, I think, for... I think it's hard for the... For anyone, really, to admit... Uh, like, like the Chris Rock joke, the reason it's funny is it's something you would thought, but you didn't articulate as a black man towards other black people. You didn't articulate it that way. White people have never been challenged to articulate it this way. And when they were, they called them rednecks. Oh, these are rednecks. They're backwards thinking folks. But they are people that look just like us, that live right next to us, that are these same people, that the scum. Not necessarily next to us. That's why they, that's why they keep themselves... Apart from them. I, I, I think that there is people... I, I, white's a great cam- camouflage. You can put white anywhere, and there's an expectation of what that white is to the rest of the whites. Right. And so, yeah, you could live in a regular neighborhood where everybody was doing good, and at the same time, you could even come out and be that person and champion it, and then put your money where it's doing bad shit. And not just a little money. A lot of money. Right. So... I, I, I realized that that message changed the way that I was able uh, to consume this conversation. Let me ask you something. In the heat of anger, you ever called your girl a bitch? Yeah. And y'all like arguing and you actually say, bitch, you've done that? <laughs> My ex-wife, yes. Your ex-wife. N- not your current girl. No. All right, but you've gone there. Did you really feel she was that? Or did you get caught up in your emotions? Well, before the divorce, I was caught up in my emotions. After, After the, the divorce, divorce, you wish you could have bodied that bitch. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, you're, it, it, emotions, we... This is, this is where, you know, um, Neil Brennan came out with this thing that was very... That he said about all, mm. all white... Mm. The, the all mm-hmm. white people are racist. Did you? Is that the one? He he he's put out several uh, several really no, I good thought, ones. I thought, I thought the one you were going to go through was Wait. the one where he said uh, we need to hire black people. Oh yeah 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 that one. Oh yeah, you know what? And, and I'm I, I want to take I'm going to take a couple of things that he said uh, a step either different or a little bit lightly different because I really respected everything that he said. But about hiring people, I thought about this, and and as as I have to think about how many times. That you have to think it's not even hiring, it's also uh promoting. And when I say promoting, I don't mean like promote them from one position to another, promoting them into uh, when I if I if I have three friends and I should see my friends' value of what they do, 
And if one of them is black, one of them is Jewish, and one of them is Mexican, that doesn't make it. That's not that's that doesn't make the difference. But if I have someone that is whatever they are, if they were be good at functioning, and I have the ability to uh, promote them to someone that could advance them, I think that's even more. That's just as important when we talk about hiring or putting people in in, in these positions. I think we have to. We should be able to advance people. No, and I, I thought about it. Like I had to ask myself because you know when you start really digging in as a white dude, you have to really dig in and ask yourself bigger questions. Do how what have I done? What haven't I done? And you know I had to look at my friends and have I put them in? Have any of my friends have I put them in better positions? Have I put have I brought them up? Have I promoted them to people that could help them or advance their careers? Right. And that's a very easy thing to do. And I had to really sit back and take a look at it and see if, if, if I thought that was, if, I, if I've done it that way. I, 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 like, I want to say I have, but I'm not 100% sure that I really have. Like, I, because I, I, I wasn't thinking about it that way. But now that I think about it, I want to, like, could have I done this for somebody? Could I have done this for somebody? I don't know. And it, and it seems very easy when you work with a lot as a white person going working when I was working in corporate America, I worked with a lot of white people. So it was very easy to advance that. You know, I just hope, and this is why we, this is where we both black and white have to keep our feet, our foot on the gas pedal. I just hope this is another one of those moments where this is strong for a minute. We do this for a minute. White people say, oh, my God, we get it for a minute. And then we naturally do what feels natural, which is to get comfortable and we forget and it goes back to the same shit. There was a quote that I wrote that I read and I loved it. Some black girl wrote to all the white people who have been invited to the cookout. This is the cookout. Yeah. This struggle this protest, this is the cookout. Welcome to it. Yeah. Grab a plate. Fucking loved it. Um, we're we're a little over an hour. How deep can I take this before right now? Because we, we, yeah, we let's uh, shit. I well, you know, I, I wanted. I mean, I honestly on my list, I only had two other things I wanted to mention, which really ain't related to this. Well, so we can move it over to the email podcast. Okay, cool. Uh, when you said, is it going to last? Will it last? Um, and again, this is just like someone who's white speaking this. I, I, I think so. And the only reason I think so, I have, I have two things. I'm going to say something that's going to really freak out a lot of people. I can't wait to say this. Uh, but the first one is the world's watching. The, the whole world is marching right now. In big cities all over the world, they're marching, they're protesting, uh, and and to be truthful, they're also protesting because, and this is the truth that needs to be said, because black people have been disenfranchised all across the whole world. And these issues are arising in every country. And it's not, and the world is looking to us because we have an opportunity to make a change. And I want to, so that's one part of the reason why we can't just let it go anymore because it's not just here in America. It's not swept under an American rug. I think that this is world. It's worldwide news. It's every day. I would like to know how many, it's been that it's different. It's different. Wow. 
because it's on the news every day. There's white, black, uh, every every color that is in our spectrum of our skin color is marching right now, is demanding a new, a new way of conducting ourselves. I, it's not just about, uh, I don't think, I, I, and I want to be careful how I say this because I, I don't want to minimize, especially today, uh, George Floyd's uh, death. And I don't think there's any way to minimize it, but what I, I, I don't want to see like I'm distracting from him. This, is, uh, this movement isn't about the one man. This is about every, every person before him that has been assassinated, Murdered, killed, uh, it's black, brown. This is on everybody that's, this isn't just about one uh, item anymore. And it's not about, like, I know the civil rights movement in 65 wasn't about that, but there's, there's a lot of different things that are changing. One of the things, one of the biggest changes that I see is right now this country and, and is being run by, uh, a group of people called um, the uh, baby boomers. Most of the people in power that you're looking at, and we're going to go into an election where we have a Donald Trump and we have a Biden. They're both about 70-something-plus years old. And when you watch the people that are marching and the people that are doing something different, they're younger. Now, we had the same thing in the 60s. And it did. It, 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 didn't, it didn't continue. It needed to stay. But the people that are, I think are speaking truth to power right now are younger. They do have the energy. They're together in a group that's never – I've never seen groups of people like I've seen. I, I think it's different. I think the movement's different, and I think that the people that are going to be doing the voting in the future are, are right behind us. I don't think the next generation, which is my generation, your generation, Generation X, we're done. We're already too old. They – didn't ever give us the opportunity to run this. We're going to be moved out as this new generation comes in. And I think these. I have to stop you right there. I have to stop you right there. Everything you just said. Let me ask you. Trump wins for a second term. How how do you feel with everything you just said? I, I honestly, I don't think he's going to win. Number one. I, but if I, he does, I don't think he is. Number one. Number two, if he loses, I don't think it changes. I don't think if he wins or loses, it changes that much because the guy who's going to win isn't, if, if, it, if, if it is Biden, isn't going to be changing that much. We have two people, we have two parties that were constructed for, for white America. They weren't constructed ever for black America. How many, I think we've had six, how many, what do we have? I, I, I get, I, listen, I, I get all that. When, when you say Biden... Nothing's going to change. Let's not deal with the technical parts about it. We're talking about now morality, decency, human being. All of that changes. And that's what we really need to have change immediately. You know what? I, I, I don't disagree that you want that change and there would be better. But in a way, it doesn't make a difference. Because this president that you hate so much is actually the one that put the head on this zit, that put it to pop this. He's the one that made this available because he brought out the worst parts of this country. And he's also bringing out the best parts of the country. Unintended, unintended, all due that respect to everybody that's going through what they're going through. It was an unintended happening, but it's happening. 
And I don't think that him in the White House after this changes it because it's not going to change from the system that's already been put in place for white America. It's going to change from the upbringing of the new America that I see the kids and I want to I call them kids. I'm sorry. I, I apologize because some of them are very uh, adult. Uh, but from the youth of this of the country are going to make these changes. It's not just about. Yeah, OK, OK. But in order for us to, to start fresh, we got to flush. We got to first flush the shit down the toilet. It, it, it reminds me of that scene from the movie The Wiz when Dorothy kills the evil witch and, it, and everybody takes off their costumes. A ray of light comes through, washes away all the dirt, and they do the big song and dance number. Can you feel the brand new day? Now, how much that really changes, that's the technical part. I think what you're talking about. But we got to wash away the shit. We got to first have the sunlight come in, the water wash away the dirt. We got to take the dirty uniforms off and sing a brand new day. It's going to. We need that. It's going to get dirtier before it gets clean, though. That's fine, too. But as long as when you say it's going to get dirtier before it gets clean. Have it get dirtier while he's still here. You know, let the cleaning begin when he's gone. See, and this is where I disagree. And I don't think, and what I'm disagreeing is if you put Biden in office, don't let it get cleaner. Hold him accountable as well because this, this is not going, it's not a, it's not a, a, a change of a, a completely different standard. It's the same standard, it's just a different face that speaks better and sometimes, frankly, doesn't speak better. Uh, you have to hold the, him accountable as well. This is where I will interject uh, to all the listeners, black and white. This is where I'm admitting I'm not educated enough on this to properly give a rebuttal. So please write in Aries Spears 45 and Hotmail or to Andy. Andy, give out your email. Funny happens at gmail.com. Because my spider sense tells me that based on what you're saying, there are people shaking their heads right now, disagreeing with you, going, no, there is a difference. I wish I knew how to articulate or was educated enough to give you the proper rebuttal. Because I know what you're saying. There isn't a difference, but there is. And I don't know how to convey that. Okay. Let me, I'll say it like this. There's definitely a difference. There is definitely a difference of vibe, the frequency that they're going to work off of, and who they are as people. But the system itself is what the problem is. So I could take the best person up there. You, you champion Obama. Obama couldn't make the changes that were necessary. So you're telling me that this guy is? It's not going to come from the system. It has to come from the people. So he has to be held just as accountable as you're holding Trump. You might be a thousand percent right. The only thing I would say is when you compare Obama to Biden in terms of what could get done and what couldn't, you do understand the difference. No, I don't. You don't. Yeah, because I know what I know what you're saying. What am I saying? That he's white and he can make those changes. Okay, but he's going to go up against the same Congress. That, that Obama went up against. 
Not the same. Obviously, it's different people. And there could be a whole Democratic uh, uh, Congress. But it's the same system with the same people that don't – it's not in their best – It's to them, it's right. not in their best view to make those changes. I, I, I'm going to leave that alone because this, this is the part where I don't know. Okay. This is the part where I, I just don't have the knowledge to, to fight you on this. I don't. Well – Again, with, and, and I know I'm not just talking about voting because voting is important, but I don't think it's the end-all, be-all. And if you're going to vote, you have to vote locally. You have to vote for your governor. You have to vote for your mayor. You have to vote for your judges because that's the way to root out the system as well. And then you've got to change your Congress. And you've got to get people in there that are lined up with your ideology. And the only way that's going to happen if we get some more youthful people, and they can't all be from a generation where what we're talking about that's happening right now has happened three times previously. There comes a time when we heed a certain call and the world must come together as one. Now, I just have to do this part only because... All right, that's my white guy voice. I'm, I'm, I'm good, brother. Okay. I, 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 let's leave I, it there. No, I got this last thing I got to say. Yes, this, sir. This yes, gonna, sir. This is going to change the, the, the way people uh, are really going to think I'm crazy once I say this. Uh-oh. Um, the other reason I don't think this has changed is because I don't think that Joy – and this is where everybody's going to go freaking out on me. Here we go. I don't think that George Floyd was murdered anymore. I think he was crucified. I think he was crucified, so that's the same as murdered. The only problem is he wasn't murdered on the street like everybody's saying that he was murdered either. He was murdered in our living rooms. And we were all forced to bear witness to what has happened. The last time someone was made to watch someone be crucified, uh, that's a big story, was Jesus Christ. And I'm not martyring uh, George Floyd, but let me just put it this way. George Floyd was on the ground for 8 minutes and 46 seconds. Is that right? I, I guess so. He was, call, he was asking for help. He was praying. He was calling for his mom. He made, he made uh, whatever he had to deal with in life, he reconciled with that with his God before he, he died that day. You have, uh, if you want to look at this in a different way, it's a very spiritual thing that just happened. I watched an event where I see somebody in my own living room and I bared witness to what white scum is capable of. Let me quote uh, my man Bruce Willis from Die Hard when he threw the body out the window on top of Reginald Dell Johnson's car. Welcome to the party, pal! Welcome to it. See what happens. What you just found out, we've been knowing. I, I know. <laughs> it's been talked about, it's been said, but it's not just about what I know. It's about what went in everybody's living room. George Floyd was not killed in Minneapolis in the street. He was killed in your living room. Yes. No. No. He was crucified in your living room. Whatever it takes to move the needle forward. Dude, if you I watched a little bit of what was in on today, but if you really if you really follow the story, and this is where Christians, especially these white Christians that, that have this uh 
conservative view. And you need to look at that as the story of Jesus Christ. Because we watched the man who was paraded around and then crucified in our room, in our house. If you don't think that's a second coming, I don't know what to tell you. Do you want to sign off or do you just want to end it there? Because I, I, I think what you just said was poignant enough to end, to end it there. Uh, it, it would be great to end it there, but I just would like to, uh, before we sign off, people who uh, uh, heard Candace Owens speak on, uh, on, uh, on uh, George Floyd's past, that has nothing to do with anything, anything at all. Because when uh, Jesus was on that cross, he 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 forgave, uh, he forgave the thief, and he forgave the other dude on the other side. I'm I don't even know who was on the other side. Yeah, fuck that bitch. So, uh, fuck that bitch. That's what happens when you're too smart and things start to not make sense anymore. Fuck that bitch, Candace fucking Coon Owens. I just had to fuck say that. that I knew as soon as I said what I just said, people are going to be. He was a criminal. He had a past. He had. I don't even know. Whatever. I don't even know what it is. I. You know. I never even looked it up because it didn't make a fucking that difference. Fucking cunt. Whoa. And, yeah. and 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 here here when we talk about that's just your anger. Yeah, it is my anger, but it's also the truth. I'm not that angry. I'm not going to recant that. Fuck that cunt bitch. Whoa. I'm going to say that if you can be overeducated, you can you can go past intelligence. You can go past common sense. You can go past your eyeballs. Uh, I think she's very smart. I think she uh, she puts out great cases that make me cha- it challenges me. And the reason I I, I and only you no I'm uh, no that's not true. You should be challenged because how you make your opinion concrete is because you've had it challenged. You need the challenge so that you understand why you're coming from where you're coming from. No, I don't need that challenge. There, there's, there, that's, that's not a challenge. That's just racist stupidity, boom behavior. I don't need to have my shit challenged by a fucking soft, uh, a soft shoe stepper to know the difference between right and wrong. No, I'm good. I'm good. Guys, we're good. now we need to leave it there because we're going to do another podcast here for you for Thursday. Yeah, so is it oh, – yeah, next uh, – This weekend. Good. This weekend, Thursday. This weekend, Thursday. Okay, OKC okay, at the Brickyard. At the Brickyard, Oklahoma City, our first time back doing stand-up. We're going to learn as we go what social distancing means. I, I accidentally did a TV interview this morning on Skype at 6.30 in the morning with the local TV. Um and the question that was asked to me was, how has comedy changed during this pandemic? And I said, we're going we're gonna to know as we go. This is my first time in OKC. It's my first time doing stand-up back from a pandemic. So we're going to learn as we go. I prefer condomless comedy. Uh, no masks. I want to see your face. I want to see your teeth. I want to see you grin. I want to hear you with no interruptions. I'm looking forward to this. I just wanted the goddamn stuffing. Guys, that's it. That's the wrap. Cashflow at Cashflow Harlem. Steve, take it away. With Freddie, Sam, Corey, Eric, Fernando, Ahmad, Steven, Kenneth, Amadou, Jonathan, Christian, Terrace, Sean, 
killed him the day before his wedding. Jamal killed him while he was in handcuffs. Mike killed him while he had his hands up. Kamani, Ramali, Philip, Alton. About three Kevins, about two Jordans. John, Laquan, Bethon, Ephon, Tony, Tamir, Elijah, Antoine, Isel, Terrell, Dontre, Akai, George. For him, set the country on fire. Timmy, Patrick, Paul, Tyree, Quintonio, Darius, Jeremy, William, Anthony, Dante, Oscar, Kendrick, Keith, David, Walter, Emmett, like Sandra, Betty, Rihanna, India, Michelle, Atatiana, Tanisha, Rika, Natasha, Palmer, Janet, Megan, Baby Ayana. All that we lost, your name live on. Wasn't killed by a cop, but I can't forget Trayvon. Can't forget Emmett. And all of those we lost to the beast No justice, no peace Can you feel it, baby?